Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Numeris is set to start year-round measurement in all radio diary markets starting in August in response to ongoing sample recruitment challenges in some small and medium markets due in part to the increasing number of mobile-only households. This major shift has ultimately left stations with a lot of questions. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we bring you highlights from the Numeris Town Hall at the recent Western Association of Broadcasters Conference, where those in attendance got to pose some hard questions to Numeris CEO Neil McEnany, John Vavarutsos, VP Member Services, and Courtney Huvelmans, Member Services for Western Canada. How, how different is it going to be from a reporting perspective nothing changes? The, the members have said at this particular junction, just we want to keep the twice a year. That's what we're going to do. The, the entire change is at the front end of the process, where we ran into difficulties in terms of, in a short period of time, trying to reach the household, get the diaries completed, doing it for TV and radio. It became an, uh, a task that resulted in fewer and fewer completes, and therefore fewer and fewer markets could be measured properly. So the entire change that we've been dealing with is the front-end recruitment, spreading it out over 12 months, as, as Courtney described. But the diary itself, the online version of the diary, the questions being asked, none of that is changing. All we're doing, uh, simply stated, is we're collecting data more frequently over a longer period of time. So the diary product itself that you're using is not changing. So there's no concern about the, uh, how solid the data is there's definitely no concerns on that. We, 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 we've looked at this front, front and back. Um, this, this is a significant change. It's also a change that we're seeing in other countries uh, for the same reasons. This is a huge opportunity. This is a big push forward for this service. Moving uh, the measurement of diary from two sets of eight weeks to a continuous collection of data uh, in, 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 in as many markets as we possibly can is a big advancement in terms of the stability of the diary service. What, where do we go from here is where all the upside is. This is the opportunity we need to engage on these conversations. We're in a transitionary period, as, as Courtney says, it's unique. This is, we have the transition. The transition plans took a lot of discussion, a lot of the scenarios were, were reviewed, but the bottom line it came down to, we need to do this as quickly as possible to get to a stable, continuous measurement service. Don't drag this out over three years. And that's about what would happen. That was not in the interest uh, based on the feedback from the members. So that's key. However, where do we go from here? We have to start these conversations shortly. Is now what do you want to do? We're collecting data on a monthly basis. So the criticisms of radio measurement has been, you know, it's an annual thing. It's a you know, twice a year thing. You're up against you know, um, agencies and, and, and buyers are sitting there going, the, the, data, the data is so old, it's infrequent in terms of looking at the data. Now we're in the monthly business. And where do we want to go with it? It becomes more interesting from a programming perspective. Do we, do we uh, explore different reporting periods? I think quarterly makes a lot of sense, but we're now going to engage with the members in the industry to say, now what do you want to do once we get this thing up and running? 
question about statistic uh, limits that you have. Like I, I know there's a lower limit on a lot of your demos where it becomes unreliable. Um, but do you have an upper limit? And you know, I, I think Courtney had mentioned Lethbridge and, and Red Deer, and I think Winnipeg falls in there too, where our 55 plus sample is sometimes up to 58% of the return balance. So at what point, or do you have one where you draw a line and go, well, that's just ridiculous if we only have, well, now I'm ranting, but you have 735 return ballots and 400 of them are from the lucrative 55 plus demo, do you draw the line anywhere? What we did a few years ago is we actually changed the incentive and we made sure that we gave a higher incentive to 18 to 34 year olds. We actually took away for the older demos in the hopes that we know that we get them and we don't need to go after them, as you say. Um, when we do get back, we actually don't control what we get back, but what we send out is reflective of what the makeup of the market is. So what we get back, that's when we weighting comes into play, and that's where we kind of take into effect that if we are skewing older for a market like Lethbridge or Red Deer, that they would have a higher, uh, lower weights, and some of those, unfortunately, the younger demo will have some higher weights because we just don't have enough returns back. Um, I think with the introduction of the online radio diary, that also brought in that key demo, that 25 to 44, that everyone kind of wanted that sweet spot. So I know that has been something that's helped some of the market, the Western markets for sure. Um, online radio diary, and some markets are around over 40% are using that rather than paper. So I think that's one way we're targeting that younger demo, but unfortunately we can't control what we do get back. The only add to that is continuous is going to make this a whole lot easier. As, uh, as we're able to monitor uh, on a, every, every second week in terms of what's coming in, and then we can adjust, we can adjust, we can adjust. So that's going to make it a whole lot easier. So we're not going to take a diary, a return diary, and say, okay, that one is uh, yet another 55 plus and toss it. No, we're going to hold it. We're going to hold it. So we're going to be managing the sample much more aggressively uh, going forward. So that's why continuous is, makes life a little bit easier in that respect, in addition to what we already described. Neil, um, just a request, I guess, more than anything, is we really have an opportunity moving to continuous measurement to go from a once a year or twice a year currency release to a management tool. And, and I think, you know, whatever you can do to, to help that, uh, we gave programmers overnights, and it gave them a tool beyond a report card that they had to wait for then one week after it was done, it was irrelevant to uh, a good portion of the station management. So it, it's an opportunity here that I, I just hope we don't miss. No, I'm really glad you asked because the I think that that is some the bit of a challenge is we have to move our thinking away from the report card. Yeah, for sure it's a report card, but what it has what it should be. And that's the upside associated with continuous is this example until we get into a digital solution, is that it's yet another tool. It's a tool for planning, either programming or sales strategies, what's going on. And I think we, it's on us to make sure that data is available uh, to you as frequently as possible. I think you're absolutely right. The conversation has to change from just simply being one that is record, record card based. So I thank you for the question and the request. That's exactly what we're going to do. Beyond audience measurement, it strikes me that you're in the trust business first and foremost. And I'm wondering what, what you say to those of us who see sharp variances uh, with no format 
talent or, uh, or any real reason for a change that cause us to have less trust in the data we're receiving. You know, polling data in the news business obviously has come under increased scrutiny. Uh, we're talking about things like the younger demo, uh, engaging in the types of feedback that you're in the business of providing us. Um, and I, it feels like there's an erosion of trust as we see those numbers come in. And I guess I'm wondering how, what you would say to us that will increase some confidence and trust in the numbers that we're getting when we sort of see and feel, maybe more importantly, some of that you know, inexplicable data that's coming back to us that causes some erosion and trust on our side. I mean, trust is a big issue, absolutely. Um, you trust us as a core tool uh, to plan and, and my new associate businesses. Um, a, a combination of things. You know, there's a whole communication piece that uh, John just uh, spoke to. The whole responsiveness in terms of advancing measurement, in terms of enhanced measurement, so we can understand be, uh, behavior and, and pass that data along to you, so you can understand behavior. We also have to have a frank conversation, and that conversation starts with when there's fluctuations or, or variations in data. We don't. What typically happens is it's a measurement problem. That's where it starts. We all know, based on our own particular behavior and what we're doing, it can't be just a measurement problem, folks. It's a behavioral problem. And which part is measurement and which part is behavioral? So if you believe it's just a measurement problem, then are you right? I don't think there's going to be much of a trust relationship left because if every change in behavior is tied to data and measurement, I think we're missing a significant piece of intelligence that needs to go into our understanding of audience behavior. So it starts with, let's have the chat. How much of this is behavior, market changes, competition, fragmentation, and all the things that we've been discussing all day, and how much of this is a limitation associated with the measurement service? We just gotta have the conversation. If it's a measurement problem, and if it is fully a measurement problem, and we're doing nothing about it, and just saying that's the best it can be, you're bang on. Why the hell would you trust us? But we're not having the conversation, because we tend to start with, it's just measurement. And every time we do deep dives, some of it could be measurement. A bunch of it is behavior and other conditions that I just mentioned. If you don't want to listen to that part, it's your businesses. But we, our job is to serve you and have the conversation, and only then, I think, we'll get trust. Thank you. The first book reflecting continuous measurement will be a hybrid release in early December. The first full release will be the spring 2020 book next May. You can read more about Numeris' move to continuous measurement at broadcastdialogue.com. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.